Dan Dick out here for Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Well, today, the first game of the year, uh, I guess you could call it a game because anytime you're in uniform, you line up against an opponent in a different uniform with officials, with fans, it's a game. Uh, Gonzaga, I was at practice just the other day. They were preparing for it as if it's a normal game with practice preparations and scouting reports, etc. Um, but it's a non-counting game. So it's a scrimmage and it's an exhibition scrimmage and it's a fundraiser scrimmage. So lots of different unique things going into Gonzaga's matchup uh, against number 11, Tennessee, which will be played in Frisco, Texas uh, later this evening. A couple different ways you can check it out. You can go uh, to your TV provider and pay for uh the event, or you can go to ppv.com. Uh, it's $9.99 uh, to have access to watch the online stream or to download the game, watch the game. Um, got a little more information, was a little more, was interesting to hear a little bit about the promoters uh, and how the, the game has been put together. Well, and essentially, you know, this group has never done a basketball broadcast. Uh, they're a, a group that that typically is focused on on boxing which makes a lot of sense because boxing events are usually your pay-per-view events you're charging fifty dollars uh you know or or more typically for for a boxing uh, match on pay-per-view where uh you know gonzaga tennessee game 999 i think it's interesting in the fact that um this could spark some conversation as to seeing some other programs do this and see just how um, maybe media savvy some programs and athletic departments are uh, maybe find out and see just how uh, some of the top tier programs can move the needle as far as getting people to want to watch and then pay to watch. So that's going to be interesting to see uh, just, you know, the, the numbers that come out of how many downloads and people have watched the game. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see the quality of, of the stream um, and the quality of uh, you know, the broadcast itself. Um, but I'm less focused on that and more focused on what we're going to see from Gonzaga on the court itself. Tennessee's a good team. They return four of their top five scores. The only one not back um, uh, is off to the NBA uh, from a season ago, their point guard, Kennedy Chandler. Um, but everybody else is back. When I was at Gonzaga's practice, they were dialed in detailed um, to some of their their individual player tendencies, strengths, and weaknesses, getting guys to understand that as well as focused on some actions that they used last year. Now, many times coaching staffs will uh, completely flip their, their, their playbook year to year, depending on um, the talent level that they have and returning players. Um, I would imagine being that four of their top five returning scores are back. The playbook is going to be very similar for Tennessee, but it might not be as deep as an in, as intricate because you've only been, you know, a month or so into practices. So um, Gonzaga did prepare for a lot of different actions, um, how they want to guard cross screens, uh, up screens, pick and rolls on different areas of the floor. So uh, they went through practice pregame prep as it would be a normal game. But there's a couple of things that I'm looking forward to seeing um, on the Gonzaga side of things is first with Nolan Hickman as the, as the point guard, um, you know, does he have what I call the three C's to get started on the season? Is he calm? Is he cool? Is he collected? 
um, because I think your point guard always has to kind of play with 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 a poise to him. That's something that Gonzaga uh, has in recent years been been lucky with. When you go Kevin Pangos, Josh Perkins, Nigel Williams, Goss, and then Andrew Nemhart, those guys were always poised. They were always collected. Um, and I think you're going to see that um, and, and it'll show if Gonzaga's, you know, pushing the tempo when it's there, when it's not, they're organized on the offensive end, they're getting into their sets, uh, there's clarity in what they're doing, um, and that they're that he's not rushed. Um, he, he's getting guys into the situations and, and, and the sets that they need to be in. Um, you know, and that also leads me to, to, to chat about, you know, the lineup that it looks like they're going to start with, you know, coach few came out and said, Strother is going to be at the four, which I don't think is a huge surprise. I don't think it really changes much of what Gonzaga has done in the past. I mean, you look at Corey Kispert played the four, uh, a lot at times, uh, a couple of years back, and they had a successful, tremendous year that, that, uh, during that, that stretch, I, I think what it does for Strother is, um, it puts him at an advantage of a bigger guy having to chase him around screens, chase him off dribble handoffs, get out um, or get back in defensive transition and get matched up with him at the three point line uh, in the corners and on the wings, as opposed to, you know, a lot of fours sometimes are rim runners. That's normally not going to be Julian Strother. So I think it's going to put him at a, at a big advantage against a lot of uh, opponents uh, on the defensive end of the floor. I think he's, against the majority of, of your opponents um, he's going to be big enough uh, you know to, to battle on that end of the floor um, he's he's going to be a good a good enough rebounder on the glass uh, you know to, to not make it a huge concern on that end of the floor um, you know I think then I think what you'll see is Efton Reed will be the first big off the bench uh, and what I'm curious and interested to see is, is him use his size and his, his length you know at practice again the other day um, I'm excited to see um, how he can he protect the rim. And I think he's a different rim protector uh, than Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren, one of the best shot blockers in, in recent memory of college basketball. Uh, but I think Efton Reed with his size and, and the way that Gonzaga's staff teaches verticality and uh, contesting of shots, I think he could be, um, you know, really, really um, a, a, positive for Gonzaga as an anchor on the interior defensively. Uh, I'm looking to see Hunter Salas just, you know, grow off of last year, being aggressive, jump shots continuing to look better. Um, can he, can he hound guys defensively and create opportunities for himself in transition? Cause he's great in transition offensively. Uh, is he, is he good enough to find open areas and then knock down that three point shot that, that I've mentioned is looking better. Uh, how, how can he be opportunistically with his cuts off the ball? Um, how is his pick and roll reads going to look? I think those are a couple of important things, you know, Malachi Smith uh, looks like he he's going to be playing some, some good minutes. Um, you know, for me, I think, you know, coming to a new program after being the player of the year, um, in the Southland Conference at Chattanooga, where he averaged close to 18, 19 points a game, ball was always in his hands. Um, you know, there's a tendency to want to do that again. Um, but I think he has to let the game come to him. He's got to find ways to impact the game uh, with minimal touches. Um, and maybe not minimal touches is the right way to put it, but maybe with quick touches. So 
um, quick decisions with the ball, whether it's sliding in an open area, catch and shoot three, whether it's catching in a quick advance, catching in a quick dribble attack and collapse the defense, as opposed to when when you're the key focal point of an offense like he was a year ago, you've got more space, you've got more freedom, and you got more time to be able to kind of manipulate things the way you want. And, and I really don't think that that's going to be, you know, the case for him at, at Gonzaga. You know, I haven't touched on uh, Drew Timmy, but Drew Timmy's just got to be Drew Timmy. Um, I, I'm not uh, going to be overly surprised one way or the other in in regards to what his performance will look like tonight. Uh, a couple other guys coming off the bench be, you know, to keep an eye on Ben Gregg. Um, you know, I think he's got a chance to play him, himself into some opportunity minutes. Uh, Dom Harris was practicing. Um, he looks quick. Uh, is he back? Is he ready? Is he is he able to go and provide some minutes in a game situation? Um, so lot, lots of things to look out for, lots of things to look forward to. Um, but if you check out the uh, the game, you got to check it out on pay-per-view, whether through your television provider or ppv.com. It's going to be a interesting and unique start to the college basketball season because this kind of scrimmage is usually be- behind closed doors. Uh, and it's usually not broadcast. So Gonzaga, again, like they've been on a few other occasions, are kind of at the forefront of of pushing the envelope with college basketball and what can be done. Uh, we'll see it again with them in a couple of weeks when they play Michigan State on an aircraft carrier. So Coach Few is always willing to try new things uh, to put his program kind of at the forefront. So um, for Gonzaga Nation SI, appreciate you listening. Don't forget to check us out on all social media platforms, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, or um, TikTok. We've got lots of content coming up. Adam Morris and I will be back starting in a week or two with our weekly show and bringing you all the insight, all the content in regards to Gonzaga basketball.